TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Monday morning, everybody, and welcome back to Chair Shot Radio. My name is PC Tunney. Welcome back once again for another week on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Hope you all enjoyed your weekend. What a wonderful weekend it was. We had some wrestling action. NWA was back for the attack. Fastlane was last evening as well. We got the NCAA men's and women's tournaments going on. March has truly checked in with some of these wonderful upsets. And in addition, we had a UFC fight night that wasn't too bad as well. Before we get going on today, you know how it goes. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Then head on over to TheChairShot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. We have something for everybody. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, is your bracket busted already? It may very well be, and we only have half of the Sweet 16 teams. So the tournament was run a little bit differently as far as days of the week. The first and second rounds consisted of a Friday through a Monday. Next week, the second, the third and fourth rounds, the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 rounds will be played Saturday through Tuesday. So no Thursday matchups this year. Uh, we go Friday to uh, Monday, and then we go Saturday to Tuesday. And the semifinal game is on a Saturday evening. The final is on a Monday as usual. Uh, the traveling, there's less traveling, so they can allow more teams to have a bigger break by moving it past that date. Uh, of a Thursday through a Sunday because they're all staying in the same bubble. So we only had one team eliminated because of Corona, and that was VCU, which uh, it's very unfortunate. They don't know how it happened, and because of privacy and things of that nature, they're not really allowed to tell you who had it. Um, but you obviously can't let that team go on. So Oregon received an advancement because of basically a forfeiture due to corona so that's very unfortunate but only one team so far so that's pretty solid let's run down this bracket let's start on the side that already has its sweet 16 teams so let's start in the south the baylor bears come out and whoop some hartford butt as we thought in that 116 matchup right below them wisconsin badgers they take care of north carolina pretty easily these two met up yesterday it was a close back and forth game for about the first half of the first half and then you've seen why Baylor is a number one seed taking care of the Badgers by 13 they will go on to face next Saturday or this coming Saturday if you will Baylor will take on Villanova who whooped up on North Texas but North Texas had that incredible win over Purdue I'm sure a lot of people lost a few points on their brackets because of Purdue leaving North Texas was one of many teams to get an upset in the first round I can tell you that as of right now with only half the Sweet 16 teams in, there are four eight or lower seeds. That means four teams that are rated eighth or lower in the rankings and the seedings here have already advanced. That's one shy of the amount of eight seed or lower teams that have ever advanced to the Sweet 16. And we only have half of those teams left. One of those teams is Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, a giant slayer, taking care of the Ohio State, then coming out and winning a very close game against a very tough Florida team. So they'll be taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks, who had another wonderful game against Texas Tech. That was a close one and a thriller. 
Texas Tech and Arkansas both whooping up on the first round, taking care of their opponents. So maybe it's the Oral Roberts now, right? Uh, they'll be taking on Arkansas. Baylor and Villanova on the top part of that South bracket. So those are your four six, uh, Sweet 16 teams from the South bracket. Baylor, a number one. Villanova, a number five. Arkansas, a three. And Oral Roberts, that 15 seed, heading to the Sweet 16. Let's move on down to the Midwest. And, oh, Patrick O'Dowd is, is in the dumps. His Illinois basketball team, they lost to Loyola Chicago. And, boy, Loyola was in charge of that game the entire time. Sister Jean rooting them on. They, they, they're just a team that plays well together. They're a very good team. And speaking of another team that you didn't think was going to be in the Sweet 16, Oregon State. Oregon State, big win over Tennessee. Yes, Chris Platt told us, don't trust Rick Barnes at Tennessee. And sure enough, first-round loss once again. But Oregon State taking care of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a team that I had picked to go to the Final Four, so that's out on one of my brackets. But we got an 8-seed in Loyola Chicago against a 12-seed Oregon State in the Sweet 16 as one half of the Midwest bracket there. The other half, Syracuse as an 11 seed. No one has more wins as a double-digit seed in the NCAA tournament than Jim Beheim, and his kid is getting buckets all over the place. What a great game that was against West Virginia. On the other side, Houston. Houston takes care of business and gets, gets rid of Rutgers, a tough out in this tournament. Rutgers had already beaten Clemson. A lot of people thought they had a chance to upset Houston, but the two-seed Houston will be taking on Syracuse. That is is your Midwest part of the bracket. Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, Syracuse, Houston. So you have an 8, a 12, an 11, and a 2. That's three of the four 8 or lower seeds that end up making it in the Sweet 16 so far. Now we're going to move on over to the other half of the brackets. These ones have games to be played today to advance to the Sweet 16. We can start down in the East. Michigan and LSU, that's pretty chalky. I would imagine Michigan should take care of business, but watch out. LSU is a very tough-tested team. Colorado and Florida State as well, the five and the four. Colorado really taking care of business on Georgetown. Maybe had a little bit of a hangover from winning that Big East tournament, but nonetheless, it was a great run for Patrick Ewing and his team. Colorado looks pretty solid, although Florida State is a very good team as well, so look for a good matchup. That's tonight to get to the Sweet 16. Winner of that will face the winner of Michigan-LSU on the bottom half of the eastern part of the bracket. UCLA taking care of BYU. And they'll take on Abilene Christian, who took care of Texas. Oh, Shaka Smart and the crew expected to take a nice journey through this tournament, but ousted in the first round. UCLA looks tough, taking care of Michigan State and then BYU. And then that bottom part of the game there. Maryland was a winner over UConn. Big Ten losing some games and winning some games. we still got plenty of Big Ten teams left here. But they're going to face Alabama, who to me I think has a good shot at winning a national championship this year. So we'll see what happens there. So... I'm looking probably Michigan, I'd say Colorado, they're playing pretty well. I'll, I'll, I'll take UCLA, although Abilene Christian, who knows, maybe we could see a 14 seed in the, in the Sweet 16, and I think Alabama takes care of Maryland today. Let's move on up to the most wonderful part of my bracket, the west part of the bracket, where I have everything right still so far, and why wouldn't you, except for the fact that maybe you took Virginia. I caught, I caught a couple people talking about Ohio, I liked what they said, I went back and looked at their schedule, who they had played checked out some of their stats, and they took care of business beating Virginia. They're going to take on Creighton today. The winner of Creighton and Ohio will place the winner of Gonzaga and Oklahoma. Gonzaga looks pretty strong. I think they'll take care of the Sooners easily today. That game is an afternoon game if you're at work and you want to pass the time away. USC and Kansas on the bottom half of that part of the bracket. 
Kansas looked like they struggled a lot against Eastern Washington, watched most of that game, but they came back in the end, took care of business. USC is someone not to be messed around with, though. They, they can put the ball in the, in the hoop. So we'll see if Kansas can play a little bit better defense. I have them moving on here. And then you got Iowa and Oregon. I wonder how it's going to affect Oregon not having that game two days ago. Maybe they'll be more rested. Maybe they'll be a little rustier. Who's to say? But Iowa is a tough out here. I have Iowa going on. I got Iowa and Kansas and then Gonzaga. I have Ohio beating Creighton on the top part of this bracket, so we'll see. Hopefully I can keep the western part of my bracket going. Ohio would tie for the fifth team to make it to a Sweet 16, so we'll see We'll see what happens there. Uh, how many more seeds? We're going we're gonna to get at least one. We're going to tie it either way because UCLA or Abilene Christian are going to advance, right? So if we get Ohio, that would break the record. Who knows? Is your bracket busted? I don't know. I know that there are no more perfect brackets between ESPN and CBS, uh, but but it's just been a fun tournament so far. I mean, you, you've got these comeback wins. You've got these upsets. You've got these different storylines. Just these coaches of these lesser schools getting noticed, right? I mean, the Loyola Chicago's, the Ohio's, the things of that nature. It's just great for those programs. But I hope your bracket isn't busted too bad yet. They always have those uh, second chance brackets you can get into or start a sweet 16 pool, right? Get eight friends. Everybody picks two names out of a hat. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to attempt. I've been having some technical issues this morning, but hopefully, hopefully I didn't even need to tell you that. I will take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. All right, welcome back, folks. Another thing that's going on, Chairshot Radio Network, Mania Madness, every Friday afternoon, taking you through WrestleMania's one six-pack at a time. The third edition of Mania Madness is out right now on Chairshot Radio Network, going over WrestleMania 13 through WrestleMania 18. So we're starting with Austin and Bret Hart in that unbelievable match where Austin passes out and he's bleeding and we get the double heel turn, right? And we finish with the WrestleMania where we get Hogan and The Rock and the crowd was certainly lit for that. It's fun to go back and see these WrestleManias with fans again. Um, in watching these, I said this on the Bandwagon Nerds show, uh, make sure you check that out this afternoon. It, it, watching these WrestleManias in 4-3 prepared me to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is also in 4-3. So if you haven't seen that yet and you're going to, don't be surprised, it's in 4-3. The reasoning is they left the original cut Zack Snyder wanted because it was mainly more focused on IMAX which is fine. You, you get used to it real quick. Um, if you're going to go ahead and check that out, it is broken down in chapters, so if you don't want to watch four hours of a movie, I completely understand. I did. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think it was vindication for Zack Snyder, but tune into Bandwagon Nerds this afternoon. Top 10 90s comedies is the end of the 90s project on Bandwagon Nerds today. You don't want to miss that. We're also going to go over the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was had an excellent first episode, in my opinion. Man. So, the rest of today's show, I got a couple more notes for you. I want to start and stick with NCAA basketball. I want to talk about Sedona Prince. Now, if you don't know who Sedona Prince is, she is a female scholar athlete on the basketball team for the Oregon Ducks. And she posted a video on social media of what the women's weight room looked like at the NCAA tournament. And then she posted a video of what the men's weight room looked like at the NCAA tournament. Well, the men's weight room was what you would expect. Tons of racks, tons of different stations, lots of weights, lots of space, just a lot of things going on for you to go ahead and work out in any which way you need to. And then you go and look at the women's weight room. 
and it was a triangle of dumbbells, 12 dumbbells, six on each side, ranging from probably, I would guess, two and a half to maybe 20 pounds at the bottom. I don't even know if that's accurate. That's pretty grotesque. That's pretty ignorant on whoever is taking care of business for the NCAA, right? You can't let things, I mean, and I get the fact that people are coming out and defending them, saying it's a pandemic, this wasn't, you know, necessarily malicious or intentional, it's just an oversight. Well, it's a pretty egregious oversight. If you have a chance, folks, go ahead. Sedona Prince, S-E-D-O-N-A, Prince as in Prince and the Pauper, P-R-I-N-C-E. Sedona Prince, you can find her on social media. She has the video. It's it's excellent that the way she shows it, you, you get an idea. Uh, that's why it's excellent because you can understand. You see the full scope of the men's weight room, and then you see like this nothingness of, of, of 12 dumbbells on a triangle holder. So coming out, the NCAA said that it wasn't a matter of money, but it was a matter of space. And then in the video, she pans around the entire facility where the women are, their practice courts, and just open, empty areas of space not being used. Now, I heard a few local retailers and things of that nature, sporting goods, stepped up. They do have a full weight room now. They, they went back on social media and checked it out. But it's things of these of this nature that shouldn't be happening, right? And good for her to go out and make it aware that this is going on and, and then getting taken care of for everybody else as well. This attention ends up getting them what they deserved in the first place. So just wanted to make sure I shouted that out to Sedona Prince that what a, what a wonderful job and great job of coming out and not being, not being overly aggressive, but just going, Hey guys, look at, this is what it is. Like this is reality. Right. And, and I thought it was excellently done. Uh, so, so kudos to Sedona Prince and for everybody that stepped up to get them what they needed, a, a much more amicable, uh, accessible, acceptable weight room, which they deserved in the first place. I got one more note for you folks. We'll be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Had the privilege of having Mr. Mags, Darren Kirkby, on the DWI podcast this past week. If you haven't checked that out, do so right on the ChairShot Radio Network. Talked uh, preview fast lane. We, we gave a couple of, uh, of our opinions on some booking we would have done differently towards the end of the show. Trivia is always something you can catch up with anytime on there. AJ Belaz does a great job. And we talked a little UFC. Um, Khabib Nurmagomedov showed up in Vegas and told Dana White he, he's retired. He stuck around for fight night this past weekend, and in turn, Dana White said, we're going to take that belt, and we're going to have Oliveira and Chandler, and that's going to be the next champion in the lightweight division. So I hope he comes back at some point. Meg's pointed out that it would probably have to be a pretty mega blockbuster fight. I agree, but I think right now he's content. He's coaching his brother. He's got a great stable of fighters in his camp and things of that nature, so... Something I didn't like from the UFC this weekend. Uh, we, we got Brunson and Holland, and boy, Holland is so very talented, but the guy just talks, and he seems like he's more interested in talking and making sure everybody knows that he's cool than getting a win in a fight. Like, Nurmagomedov's sitting on the outside, and instead of listening to his corner, he's asking him to tell him for advice. And Nurmagomedov's just laughing, you know. Kevin Holland continues to talk to Derek Brunson the entire fight. Derek Brunson came out and showed you why he is one of the better fighters in this division. So it's too bad Kevin Holland was on such a streak and had some really nice wins under his belt, but this is going to shoot him right back down, maybe possibly out of the top 15 in the UFC rankings. I'm not sure. Derek Brunson's going to move up here, but I just was kind of disappointed with what I saw from Holland. I hope he you know, 
kind of finds a different way to carry himself during fights and comes back even stronger because he's got a lot of talent. But kudos to Derek Brunson. Great job controlling this uh, fight by, with takedowns and in control on the ground. So UFC 260 this weekend, Stipe Miocic defending that heavyweight title against Francis Ngannou. Uh, look for this to be an excellent fight, an excellent card. I'm looking forward to it. And we're on the road to WrestleMania, folks, so make sure you continue to head on over to thechairshot.com. We got you covered every which way about it. I want to thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you had your coffee, your eggs, you're ready to get going. You're ready to have a wonderful, fantastic week. Make sure you support everything we do, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. You can follow me at PC Tunney. We'll see you down the road. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.